Today's episode is on the lighter side, but did you know that researchers have actually done studies on the phenomenon of the man cold or man flu? You may be wondering, is it really worse for a man to have a cold than for a woman? Well, like we say every time, we have the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gindel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a lighter topic, but still very fascinating and research-based episode for you this week. Okay, what was with that little funny tone there? Very fascinating. We're talking about a man cold. Right. This is a real thing. Caleb. What? This is a real thing. Okay, you can show me with the research because this is such a research-based episode. This is episode number 223, and today we're going to be talking about the very serious and culturally under-acknowledged and deeply stigmatized issue of man colds. That's not how I intended for that part to be I'm almost weeping. You are so disrespectful of vulnerable people. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how... Losing a Child Impacts Marriage, that was a somber episode, definitely one of the worst possible experiences a couple can go through. So that's worth going back through and checking out if you've been there or have friends who have been through that. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage or with your man cold... Verlinda, can you stop that whiny tone and just... Oh, sorry. We offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Sounds much more authoritative. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into the topic of how to help your husband through his man cold. Do you want me to yell in it again? No. And funny enough, there have been a few research journal articles published on the man cold or the man flu phenomenon. Initially, there was a joke article published in the British Medical Journal, which is a legit journal, Mm -hmm. where a researcher tried to establish whether men were immunologically inferior or if they were just wimps. And they needed research? This is, I would appreciate if you take this a little bit more seriously. Okay. Fast forwarding to the conclusion, the researcher from the University of Alberta, who has a doctorate, suggested that perhaps now is the time for male-friendly spaces, equipped with enormous televisions and reclining chairs, to be set up where men can recover from the debilitating effects of man flu in safety and comfort. Of course, you'd have to make sure my wife wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a study by Dr. Sue in 2017. Uh Uh-huh. Now, another research group responded to that, and uh, uh, these, I can't pronounce the name, but in 2018, they wrote into the British Medical Journal with their own investigation. Being men ourselves, this is a quote, and having had several near-death experiences enduring the flu, we were intrigued by the same question as Dr. Sue. It's obviously a very personal matter for them. In their study, 15 men and 15 women were injected with a flu virus, and their responses were measured. Is that even legal? Yep, if you agree to be injected with a flu virus. They found that women have a stronger immune response to the virus than men, meaning that women naturally recover from colds and flus more quickly, while men suffer from them more severely. Hmm. This is a research study. (laughs) This is ridiculous. it's, It's gospel truth. We indeed found that the male subjects did not erect shelves, maintain cars, or attend a football match or engage in reproductive activities for that matter, 
directly following our study, illustrating how inflammation may affect social life. That's a quote from Van Eck et al. 2018. Hmm. Now, some, not all research, shows that men may experience cold and flu symptoms more severely, hmm. but they may also communicate their illness in different ways. So oh. another research study in 2018 found that men and women moaned and complained equally when ill with cold symptoms, but that men had a tendency to sigh and take long, deep breaths <laughs> more often. Why are you laughing? Can't you take this seriously? I like, am. It just is fun. Don't you think that's funny? We're talking about a suffering population and all you can do is laugh. <laughs> Men had a tendency to sigh. It just shows how entrenched you are take in cultural long, stereotypes. deep breaths more often. Overall. <sighs> <sighs> okay. I mocked it and you did it for real. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But that's what I have to live with, right? So <laughs> overall research suggests that men may experience cold and flu more severely mm -hmm. due to women having a stronger immune response. And I think mm -hmm. this warrants some sympathy. Mm -hmm. So interesting that you missed this last point here that, you know, with these men tendencies to sigh and take long deep breaths, this perhaps suggests a tendency to exaggerate symptom severity. Well, it doesn't mean they're not experiencing those symptoms. Yeah, but the women are too. Right. But that doesn't affect them as much, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Okay. These poor men. See, how was that for sympathy? Not at all sincere. So, what? Did you think that was sincere? That was very sincere. <laughs> that was my turn to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, how can I help my poor, ill, convalescent, dying husband? I'm glad you asked. So, just to kind of trace the gender issue through a little further, because there are, there are some gender differences around sickness. Really? Even if they're not respected by the opposite sex, men are much less likely to seek medical help regarding illnesses than women, or they may seek mm -hmm. help, but they do so much later once symptoms have gotten worse. Hmm. So this is thought to be due to traditionally masculine beliefs about wanting to cope with illness on your own and being reluctant to seek help, probably because your wife is going to make fun of you. <laughs> so if your husband is complaining about illness but refusing to do anything about it, get him to a doctor. Do you know what? This is so funny because I just talked to a wife the other day mm -hmm. and her husband was complaining that she was completely unsympathetic. And she's like, well, I told you to go to the doctor. If you're not going to go to the doctor, then it's your problem. Well, you know, she might still consider the possibility of extending some sympathy. And medical attention can be very challenging sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean by that? So speaking of being sympathetic... Mm -hmm. But not too sympathetic. Lastelin et al. 2018 found that your expectations of how severe an illness will be can actually impact how severe it is. So expecting an illness to be very severe can lead to negative mood and anxiety, and these can increase the severity of the symptoms you feel. Mm. So when comforting your spouse, you want to be sympathetic and supportive. But they did note that making too big a deal of the illness can make it worse. Mm. So try not to overreact as a wife, because I know <laughs> there are a lot of wives doing that. When men get colds and flus. And the woman overreact. Yes. With so their I've, sympathy. So I've heard. So once again, we've created a bonus guide for our much appreciated supporters Seriously. who are sensitive to the immunological vulnerabilities of men and understand that they truly need a little extra care. It turns out that your physical health is linked to your marital health. So we want to help you with a marriage checkup this week. This checkup will get you both reviewing a number of things together, how supported you feel where your stress and conflict levels are at, how much fun and laughter you're having, not necessarily at each other's expense, <laughs> and how well you're expressing yourselves and if you're in touch with each other's well-being. So who doesn't need a good marriage checkup once in a while? Okay, so is this like 
It's actually a legit serious. It's uh, a legit thing. It's not like a man yeah. cold checkup. No, it's not. It's uh, so. This is something everybody should do. It doesn't have near the level of satire and irony present <laughs> in our current dialogue. Okay. And my wife won't even make fun of you if you download it. You can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break here to have a fight. I mean, to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how to help your ill husband. Mentally. <laughs> Brenda. Sorry. You are so insensitive. Caleb, I'm just having a hard time coming to terms that people actually research a man cold. They did. That's your education dollars at work. Yeah, exactly. I'm just glad someone's trying to take us seriously. So, anyways, your communication style may impact your marriage more than your cold. Oh, really? This is serious stuff now, Verlinda. Well, I'm like, that is like stating the obvious, honey. Should I just sit here quietly then? (laughs) No, keep going. Communication forms the link between illness and marital quality. How you speak to each other when one of you is ill has more of an effect on marriage than the actual illness itself. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yes, I do too. A couple of researchers in 2004 studied this and they identified five main styles of communication about illness, three of which were positive and two were negative. And depending on which style of communication you use as a couple, different things will affect your marital satisfaction while you're ill or one of you is ill. So just kind of listen through these, see which style you are and note how that might impact your marriage. Okay. Well, this actually sounds interesting. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I moaned there. Because men tend to exaggerate and sigh and moan more. <laughs> <laughs> You're so merciless. Okay. Okay. Positive communication styles. Yes. Number one, Mm -hmm. not present in our marriage. Sympathetic style. This is where both, or at least on your side, I'm sorry. I should have generalized like that. (laughs) This is where both spouses want to be pampered and looked after when ill and are willing to do so for each other. Next time you're sick. So (laughs) you're in trouble. (laughs) I'm going to call my mom. (laughs) Ways to support your spouse in this style include number one, this is serious. Okay. Okay. Attention. So spouses felt better when they were looked after and made a fuss of. Well, I can totally believe that. Right. Number two. I feel that way too. Oh, so you like a little sympathy. Well, I do. Yeah. I see. (laughs) And that's okay for you? No, it's okay for both genders. But just to say that men have it so much worse. I'm feeling some gender discrimination here. Well, you're the one that's done a whole article on gender discrimination. You're just uh, discarding the vulnerabilities of my population. Yeah. Okay, let's stop arguing and keep going. Next one is empathy and validation. Spouses felt better when their spouse made the effort to understand how they felt. Does that make sense? That makes sense too. Yeah. So that's the sympathetic style. It's really kind of giving them attention and then empathy and validation. Yep. Now, the independent style is where both spouses, and again, keyword here, both 
want to be left alone when ill, and they're happy to do so for one another. Like, just, okay, go suffer. I'm here if you need me kind of thing, right? So ways to support your spouse in this style mm-hmm. are number one, autonomy. So understanding that leaving them alone will help them feel better. They just prefer, they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Number two, self-sufficiency. Let them manage their own illness in terms of medication and care rather than doing it for them. Mm. So some people legitimately prefer this and okay. it's positive when you both want it. I think we're more the sympathetic style. Yeah. And then there's the mixed style. This is where one spouse wants to be pampered and looked after when ill. The other prefers to be left alone. So in this style, which is also a positive style, you want to, so you want to use, if your spouse is independent, you want to use the autonomy self-sufficiency thing. And if, or if your spouse is sympathetic, you want to use the attention empathy thing. Mm-hmm. But the key here is understanding that these are different needs. So respecting the fact that your spouse wants to be treated differently to how you would want to be treated mm. and making the effort to meet their needs. So for example, making a fuss of your spouse when they're ill, even if you would rather be left alone if it were you. So okay. this is differentiation, which is understanding it's not what I would prefer, but because you prefer it, I'm happy to I'll do this because this is how we love each other. Okay. Well, there see, were... that's all good stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, see, there's lots of good research in this episode about illness. Then there were negative communication styles. There was the mismatch style. And this happens when couples do not understand how to meet each other's needs when ill or when one spouse gets their needs met, but not the other. For example, a husband assuming his wife wants to be left alone when sick because that is what he prefers. Oh. Easy enough to do, but not helpful. No. So couples in this situation need to work on clarity, which is being able to clearly express or assert what you want from your spouse while you are ill, and then try to meet your spouse's needs when they are ill. So, you know, a husband, for example, could express that... I sense some mockery coming. They're very near death and they need some attention and they need someone to, you know mop their brow with a cool cloth. Yes. That would be clearly expressing what you need. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the wife respectfully attending to those (laughs) needs would be helpful. Also, the person showing care can study and observe what works well for the spouse more than just thinking of what they themselves would appreciate. I think this is just saying that we, it's easy enough. Our default reaction to others is to give them what we would want. want. But people can have very different styles, like the autonomous or the independent style is very different from the sympathetic style. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And then there's the rejecting style, which is very unhelpful. This is understanding what your spouse wants, but choosing not to do it. Just rejecting that. For example, a husband wants Hmm. to be made a fuss of, but his wife ignores him. Hmm. You wouldn't know anything about that. No. This is often a cycle where one spouse feels their needs are not met. So thinks, if you aren't going to look after me, then why should I look after you? Oh, and then it's like tit for tat. Yes leads to poor marital quality. Hmm. So the way to break this is someone has to go first and look towards meeting their spouse's needs, mm-hmm. even if they don't meet yours. Mm-hmm. This is the principle of generosity, and it will make them more likely to want to look after you next time you're ill. Hmm. So this is just a rut. Yep. You can break out of it. Yes. So think about this then, understanding how your spouse wants to be treated while ill. Make the effort to act accordingly. You can actually improve your marital quality during the illness. Because remember, it's the, it's the way oh, that you interact during yep. the illness that impacts the marriage more than the illness itself. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. And I just want to close by saying to all my bro dudes out there who are down with a cold right now, I feel your pain. Man, I really do. And I hope your wife is showing you some love. You take care of yourself, okay? <laughs> I'm giving them sympathy and you're just going to laugh. <laughs> I'm not laughing at them. I'm not just no, saying I'm them. laughing at you, not them. Just be glad my wife never went into nursing, all you people out there. I can be very caring. That's true. Just not on this show. Well, it just is like, it just seems so over the top. But you know, it's good to actually get research behind it. 
Do you know what? What? Everybody's going to be listening to this while we're on our cruise, so. Oh, well, I will be relaxing in the sunshine. Just saying. I sure hope I don't have a cold. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But if I have a cold, I would like to be pampered and get room service. And you could like maybe carry me up to the deck and lay me on a chair. I'll probably just leave you in bed and play this episode for you. (laughs) So you can listen to yourself laughing at yourself. Uh, That'd be terrible. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, thank you to those of you who became patrons. Between this recording and the previous one, we have Brad and we have Joe. So thank you to Brad and Joe. Thank you to all our subscribers. Patrons. Patrons who support us every month. Thank you. Thank you. We do appreciate that. We do. Probably buy some cold beds for myself. You'll have to buy them for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Merciless. Oh, come on. Next week. Yep. Oh, we're going to tell you about the best thing you can do after a fight with your spouse. Hmm. Wait for it. Like till next week. That is all for today's episode, apparently. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 223. Find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.